What if every experience, every hardship, every obstacle was given to you, not to break you, but to mold you and strengthen you? What if the center of your suffering was actually the key to ultimate health? And what if your own pain was meant to be the catalyst for your greatest purpose? Welcome to Buddha Belly Life, empowering purpose, mind to microbiome. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Buddha Belly Life podcast. We are in season three, and we are kicking off season three today uh, with simplifying wellness and fertility. And today's guest, I have Ashley Rowland. She's a holistic nutritionist. Um, she has quite the journey and story of her own. She's going to share with us. We're going to talk hormones. We're going to talk health. We're going to talk diet. We're going to talk all those kinds of things um, that I know everyone's juggling and all the questions we all have. She's going to share her her very empowering personal story with you because you know that we wouldn't have anybody on here that didn't have an empowering personal story. And I hope you love it. So welcome, Ashley, to the Buddha Belly Life podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Brittany. Absolutely, my dear. So I know that, and Ashley shared this, you know, her passion is, you know, simplifying and you'll see that, you know, she has, her business is, um, you know, simplistic.org. I mean, that's where you'll find her, simplistic wellness. Um, We'll clarify that more in the end because it is spelled different. So don't just try and look it up for what you think it's spelled like. Um, but her passion is very much for making things, you know, when she says simple, she's talking about making things doable because there's so much out there. There's all these different diets. There's all these different strategies. There's all these different things. Right. And, um, so Ashley, tell us a little bit about your journey and why we're also talking about fertility and hormones a bit in this episode. So tell us a little bit about your story. Um, what you do, how you got here, give, give them an idea of that. Yeah, so I, um, so I'm Ashley, and I came from, you know, a standard American diet, <laughs> like most people, and didn't have, you know, the best effects from that. And so I was really sick. I was really young. I was only um, 14 when I was diagnosed with my first autoimmune disease, which was rheumatoid arthritis as a 14 year old. And then, you know, came the rest, the celiac, um, the PCOS, the Hashimoto's and just total hormone and gut chaos. I wasn't able to really understand what was going on. And so I kind of went on my own journey, you know, like most people figured out what, what was actually going to help me at a cellular level. And then I was uh, dealing with infertility for four years, I was able to get pregnant and we have our little baby boy now. And so I get to use that really crazy journey and experience now to help women all over the world. Um, men too, but mostly women is who I focus on and help them to overcome the health hurdles, the confusion, the noise, the chaos that they are going through. That's awesome. And that's a very young age. Like I mean, just to just to touch on that for a minute, um, when we're talking about health and nutrition, and I just like to drive this home because we have to be really careful in our position, right? Not to like make people feel judged. I mean, our own journey is rocky at best too, you know? I mean, we have <laughs> periods of time where we're like, man, I mean, I thought I was being really healthy, but I'm not. Maybe it's our diet. Maybe it's our stress and our other things that are going on. You know, like my stress is probably my like, <laughs> that's probably where I, like, I walk my talk the worst 
so, so in all humility, us as health coaches, though, we're, st- we're still have to be leaders, right? We still have to like lead people and help people. And it can be really tricky, especially when we're talking women and we're talking about food and diets and things. Um, but even so, just to touch on this, when we're talking about um, the responsibility of, of, that we have as parents and leaders, because you're a good example of that. Like we're seeing in this field, I'm sure you can attest to this, Ash. Um, we're seeing young women and boys, you know, too, struggle with autoimmunity, um, behavioral uh, brain development, uh, especially mental health, hormonal malfunctions. I mean, we're seeing this in the teens. Yeah. And there is no way that this isn't connected to so many of the changes in the way we're living right now. Absolutely. Yeah. From diet to uh, screens to lack of time outdoors, <laughs> stress, you know, family um, mm-hmm. dynamics, all of it, it all is playing a role. The chemicals mm-hmm. everywhere, the sky and the ground. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think people are like, you know, we think just like, okay, older, you know, when you get older, this stuff happens. They think, you know, we get this hall pass because I think for a lot of generations when we didn't get so quadruple multi you know, whammied with all the things, you know, like even, you know, before the eighties the or like when I was born, it was so different. What happened by about 1990 with like our food and chemicals and things like that just exploded. So we're really like this guinea pig generation, the millennials and downward. And so I think people take the resiliency of older generations sometimes and they're like, Oh, look at, you know, it's not until they start to get older, you know, and then they gain the freshman 15 or they, they, you know, you have kids and then your body doesn't do the same thing, but you have all that grace when you're young. We're not seeing that level of grace now with our kids. We're seeing a lot of kids and teens suffering. And for you to have that many things like RA, so rheumatoid arthritis, like that is painful. That can be as debilitating yeah, um, to have stuff affecting your hormones and everything when your body, your body is just going through puberty. Like, what yeah. was that like at that age? Yeah, I remember just, um, yeah, all my friends, you know, we're, like you said, we're all supposed to be resilient and we're drinking like five hour energies, <laughs> like Taco Bell and we're eating whatever. And, <laughs> you know, and normally you'd see kids are like, fine. Like even, even now people who are, you know, in their thirties or whatever, they're like, kids are just resilient. They can be like garbage disposals and whatever. And we're not seeing that anymore. And I didn't really get that. So even when, you know, people thought I was pretty healthy as a kid, I wasn't, it's, it's all about your perspective, your lens of what's Mm -hmm. normal versus common. So I was such a healthy kid, but I wasn't, I had asthma. I was constantly taking Pepto-Bismol. Like I had to take NyQuil to go to sleep. Like but I was so healthy, you know, I was active and doing sports and, and, you know, had clear skin and was, skinny. did you have a weight problem by chance? I didn't. I mean, that's the thing. If, if our kids aren't overweight, yes. then people are like, Oh, they're healthy because they're skinny. And I'm like, no, I was Let's like, go over the markers of health here. Not everyone manifests in, yeah, in weight. Yeah. skinny and muscular and, you know, like, just looked very healthy. I looked completely fine, but you know what was going on? I remember just always being at like, mom, I I think I need to go to, no, I didn't want to go to the doctor, but I'd say like my legs hurt or my, my back hurts or whatever. And that's kind of, um, 
when I went in for the diagnosis, I had really bad hip pain and back pain and I was a dancer. And so I was dancing many, many, many hours a week, mm-hmm. but my body should have been able to take that. It shouldn't have been degrading, you know, as a, a as a, a little kid. And so mm-hmm. we see it now as, okay, I was kind of a canary in the coal mine and I'm thankful that I was able to make that lifestyle swap mm-hmm. at only 18 years old versus when I'm 40 or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And so less damage to the body to um, not undo, but to focus on and heal than if I would have, you know, been diagnosed later on in life. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's what I I do believe the body is very resilient, but sometimes it takes more work, especially because like I said, even if we're doing the things right, like the diet, you know, our diet's right and our our environment's good and stuff. It's like, there's still so much seeping through our air and water and chemicals in our food and, and, um, unhealthy, you know, stressors of blue screens, over usage and things like that. But this is a different, you know, we've got a lot that's out there. So it's even more responsibility to do that. And, but I do believe the body is resilient. So sometimes your, your curse is your blessing because you got an early warning sign, um, which, I think a lot of people ignore it. Don't you think people ignore their warning signs because Absolutely. we live in a society of, of band-aid the symptom? Yeah, it's definitely, um, yeah, this is going on. This is going on. Like I see it all the time, even with people my age, I'm 26, but like with kids in high school and they're like, yeah, I just like every time I get up, I'm like headed. And like, it's like they know because we're intelligent beings. They know something is not, mm-hmm. right, but at the same time, they don't. It's like, they're, they're going to wait until, mm-hmm. you know, they're crippled over with pain from their period in the hospital before they do anything about it. Or they're going to wait mm-hmm. until, you know, cysts start to rupture on their ovaries or their breasts are so painful with, you know, fi- like they're all fibrocystic. It's like, we can't, it takes like, I had that growing up. Yeah. It just takes yeah. so much for people to act. It's like, yeah. Pro- and you don't know, you're just like, Oh Totally, totally. And and if we're not taught, if like society, so it's like as the adults in our life and the influences in our life and the conventional med- medical system right now, you know, if they aren't looking at these things as symptoms of a root malfunction in the body, then they're, we're just perpetuating this, okay, just put it off until it's catastrophic, you yes. know, and and so that's what's hard. I think, do you find it, do you find it hard as a health coach? Like I said, it's a fine line. We, you never want to induce shame because we're not perfect ourselves, you know, but we can't do the disservice. We're, we're working against this manipulated society who has yeah. been led astray of what health really is, what it really looks like, how the body works. And like, how do you get through your own challenges with that? Like, just yeah, curious. I definitely had to, um, I mean, I had to find my voice in a graceful and helpful way. Whereas when I first learned about health, I was very like Mm -hmm. radical, (laughs) which I, I mean, I, there's a, there's a place for that. Like anything, right. When you first come to something. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, don't eat that. Like you're going to get some disease from eating that or whatever. And, and now I just kind of, I don't keep my mouth closed, but I do it in a different way. And sometimes I do keep my mouth closed until someone asks, because I've learned that, um, a lot of times if someone doesn't ask, there's two things, they either don't care or they don't know. 
And so it's, I kind of like, I kind of test out my audience. Like, okay, is this a don't not ready situation? So if it's a don't know, I will educate. So if I'm in the grocery store and I hear someone like, yeah, I heard that I should be taking this, but I'm not sure I'll, I'll interject and be like, Hey, this is, this is just a little bit of information I have about this. You can obviously go and research this yourself, but um, I just saw that you were seeking information. But if someone's like, you know, like, I don't know, you can just tell when people have a different demeanor about them and what they're seeking mm-hmm. or if they're not seeking. And so I kind of just keep my mouth closed. And most of the time people know who I am, what I do. And then they'll say like, well, what do you think about this, Ashley? What's your opinion? I'm like, well, um, you know, I don't really think you should take a weight loss supplement, but your question, like I had a lady recently ask me, is this supplement bad? And I looked at the supplement the supplement itself wasn't bad. And that was her question. So I said, this, to answer your question, the supplement is not bad. It's a bunch of antioxidants. It's actually sourced really well. They're organic. It's just like berries and whatever. But the reason behind you taking the supplement, mm-hmm. I would question. I think there's more sustainable ways to lose weight than to force your body to lose weight, which is not a good idea. And so, you know, it kind of helps her to think rather than being like, Mm-hmm. Are you just trying to lose weight because blah, blah, blah. You know, like I had to definitely learn more grace and yeah. how can I deliver this message with kindness <laughs> instead of like jumping down people's throat yeah. like I do when I was younger. <laughs> you know, that's been a topic of conversation lately for me in multiple circles that I'm involved with. Um, and I think it's really ironic because I think we see it in our religious beliefs, in politics, in health and coaches. And it's great to be challenged and to learn like, like what you're talking about is maturity. Like this is an emotional maturity, like through the process of experiences that you've been through, you've developed um, a more awareness, not just of like who you are and your convictions, but of how others receive you because our intentions are only as good as they are effective. Like what's the point of having the best intention in the world if it's received in complete opposition with what you originally wanted? Like you might as well have never talked in the first place, you know, and (laughs) that's, that's such an ironic, you know, it's such a great growth. Like I I feel like as coaches, we actually grow a lot as people in a lot of areas. We have a lot of insight because of the type of stuff we have to do. Yeah. And the different clients and you have to, you know, like one client you could say, yes. I recommend this, but you can't say that to another client because they may have more like an impulsive or an obsessive characteristic or character trait. And so you can't, you know, mm-hmm. you can't say, well, yeah, let's, um, let's track your food just for a week, just so we can see if you're eating enough. Like I can't tell some of my clients that because then they become very obsessive over their like macros. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not why we're doing this, but it doesn't matter if, if that's my intention, because that's how they Mm -hmm. receive it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Brilliant. And yes. And you'll know you're not going to get accurate, like accurate data from them because they're going to be in a different place when they're doing this. So, yeah. So when you have, if you've gone through your journey and I, like I always, you know, I always tell people this because obviously you've gone from a place of very poor health and early age. You were, you could not get pregnant, right? For four years. So I've, I've, I've watched you along this process when you talked about your baby and when you got pregnant with your baby, I, I was like so excited inside for you. You know, I had a year in my history of not being able to get pregnant. And I remember how hard it was and the miscarriages and things like that. So I had some empathy for that process, but four years is a long time, especially at a young age where you should be uber fertile, right? Yeah. Um, 
And so like you've had quite the journey. And so like a lot of people that, you know, I always tell them, I'm like, and I told coaches, I'm like, we aren't here to be the be all end all and help. Like we aren't here to save people, to heal people, to help. You know, we're here to be a support system through the process of empowering them to, to do this themselves. Like only, like you are your own best practitioner. And even if there's people that are imperative in your journey, like you are your own best practitioner. It's just sometimes you need that support system to believe in you and to make it easier and to pad the journey a little more for you. Like we didn't have when we had figured out ourselves, yes. you know? So, so kudos to you for walking all that just of what you've been through. Um, but talk a little bit about that. Like, what was that like when you, especially here, here's a great question, Ash. When you, because you had struggled with those things at such an early age, when you were going through the process of, you know, the infertility process, were you already, at what point did you start really changing your lifestyle fact, um, habits in, in this from, from age 14 to when you got pregnant with your son, which was like what, age 24, 25? Um, yes, I was 24. 24 probably. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So it's a 10 year time frame. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, when did you really start like implementing, implementing those changes? So I, um, that was kind of the frustrating part is I, I switched my whole lifestyle when I was 18. So I moved to Hawaii and I unintentionally mm-hmm jumped into this lifestyle swap because I was there with a family. I was nannying for them. They're very health conscious. And I was like, what is this disgusting, (laughs) gross seaweed? Like, why are you eating this? (laughs) Um, And so I was there for a month and I'm not even lying when I say all my symptoms went away unintentionally, you know, being in the ocean every day, being in the sun every day, Mm. being whole foods. And so that was a month and I was like, oh my gosh, this has got to be a fluke. There's no way this is real. So I went back to Alaska where I lived and there were some things I couldn't unlearn. So there were some things I couldn't eat, but I kind of, you know, started eating just whatever again. And it wasn't, but two days that all of my symptoms came back and I'm like, okay. And I'm an all or nothing kind of person. So I just was like, mm-hmm this is it. This is my lifestyle. And this is fine. I'm very black and white. So I just swapped it all. I dumped everything. I mean, I went refined sugar-free, refined oil-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, corn-free, nut-free. I mean, like everything you could possibly imagine. And that's extreme. And, you know, later on in my journey, I found that wasn't, um, if I would have had someone laid out the path before me, I wouldn't have had to do that, but that's what I did. And so I was doing that and, um, you know, definitely a lot of symptoms went away hair stopped falling out as much skin started clearing out joint pain, you know, like you go from eating standard American diet to eating that way you're going to experience Mm -hmm. relief. And so feeling really well. And then, uh, then the onset of stress comes on. So then I got married when I was 19. So you have the stress of getting married and then you're like out on your own and what are you going to do? And so then I'm under even positive stress is good stress or good stress is is stress. (laughs) And so I'm under eating and I don't know that. So I'm not eating enough and I'm not eating the right things. And I'm on a very restrictive diet. And since I'm cutting out all these food groups, I'm missing a bunch of nutrients and I'm missing a bunch of minerals. And so from 18 on, you know, I'm eating what people would say is like, 
oh my gosh, like Ashley is healthy. I mean, if it wasn't organic, I wouldn't touch it. There was even some orthorexia in there. (laughs) Um, And so I had to learn this balance. But when, so I got married when I was, I got engaged when I was 19. I got married when I was 20. And so for two years now, I've already been eating, you know, pretty exceptionally, no toxins in the home. You know, I made all these changes that everyone's like, you should be getting pregnant, but I'm not. And so 18 to 24, when I got pregnant, I'm living a a pretty healthy lifestyle, you know, I think. And so that's why it was so frustrating when I couldn't get pregnant, when I was taking a Dutch test and I had postmenopausal levels of progesterone and my estrogen pathways were all favoring in the more inflammatory direction and my minerals were all down and I had horrible acne coming back and I was really puffy, like holding water, like right weight and retention of fluids. And so I couldn't, you know, figure out what's going on. And so then I switch, you know, more into like, okay, I'm going to add back in some foods. And I tried that and I was fine. You know, I wasn't reacting in the same way, but I'm still basically at the end of the story, the whole premise of this up until I got pregnant, I'm chronically under eating. I'm not remineralizing my body. That's been depleted of minerals for my entire life. I am um, Mm -hmm. eating too many of the wrong health foods. So pounding down the things I talk about on my platform now, just tons and tons and tons of broccoli and cauliflower and kale. And I hated them, but I thought I needed to eat them. Mm. And so many nuts and so many nut butters. And, And I'm not demonizing those foods, but the amount and the quantity and the quality of them, you know, was extreme. And I would just eat it bar in a rebel. And that was like my meal. And I was very active. We're hiking, we're backpacking, we're doing all of these things. And so then, you know, we're traveling around the country and the world and I'm still sick and I'm constantly bloated and constantly having gut issues and can't figure out what's going on. And then, you know, I think I'm doing the right things. And all of a sudden I apparently I had PCOS and all the cysts rupture and I almost passed out and my husband rushes me to the ER And then I, you know, I can't figure out what's going on. I go and get transvaginal ultrasounds and then I pass out. I fall Mm -hmm. off the toilet from the pain of the PCOS, like the cysts rupturing. And I'm like, okay, wow. Like if I was doing everything right, I wouldn't be feeling this way. And so I started working with a guy Mm -hmm. that I met who became a really good friend of mine. His name is Dr. Leland Stillman. And he's like, Hey, you need to, read about um, the root cause protocol. And so I learned about that. I learned about morally and I started implementing minerals and I started implementing just nutrient dense foods rather than quote unquote health foods. And it wasn't two months after that I got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so it's like for all of those years, mm-hmm. before, like, wow, you got pregnant so fast. I'm like, no, all those years before I had cut out all the toxins, you know, I had gotten rid of a lot of the things that a lot of people are still doing, but I was missing the minerals and minerals are essential for healing. And that's the premise of my practice and my Instagram mm-hmm. and my course and everything now is we need to remineralize our bodies. There's no more minerals in our waters. There's no more minerals in our food. And if, and if anything, everything we do is stripping the minerals like stress and the barium being sprayed from the sky. And the fact that the soil has synthetic fertilizers and it's like, we're, we're doing mm-hmm. the opposite it while we're trying to do the best thing for our health and for our health. So that's kind of, that's a synopsis of the journey I went on 
with a lot of, you know, back and forth and trying to find the right doctor and trying to do acupuncture and chiropractic and all these things. And, and at the end of the day, all of it mattered, but the missing piece was the minerals and consuming enough calories for an adult woman, not like a little Mm -hmm. child (laughs) that doesn't eat as much. So, so would you say that he, he healed you or he got you pregnant? I would. And um, what was that? Well, well, cause this is the, this is what I was talking about, right? Like you are your own best practitioner. Yep. Like, e- like even as he was this, this integral, like this godsend of the process, right? Had you not stuck it out that long to seek oh, him yeah. out, to seek out the stuff, to even find him and then to do the things he, he said, right? Like, like you took power over that journey and it took a perseverance. Like, how did you keep your head in the game? Cause a lot of people give up. It's so easy. We want a quick fix or a quick answer or something, or if we're doing the things, that's why a lot of people are afraid to start. I feel like a new lifestyle process because yeah. they're like, what if it doesn't work? Yeah. And they're I like, what if I'm going to put myself through this, this, this change and have it not work. And so they don't, or they quit at a certain point. How did you keep going for so long? Yeah. You know, implementing so many very healthy things and not seeing the results. How did you keep in that direction and not just yeah. like throwing the towel? Yeah, I see what you mean now. Sorry, I thought you were. I thought you were asking like he. No, like, no, no, no. That like, was just me being. Uh, that was just me being like. Uh, it's what I do. I pose deep questions and then yeah, I like yeah. give these. Don't no, worry, there was no right or wrong answers. Like, he, <laughs> he was a huge Aaron. person, right? Yeah. He did not heal me. He gave me the resources that I needed. So like, we don't, we aren't healed by other people. And I tell my clients that all the time, like I don't heal you and I can give you all these tools and this information, but if you don't implement it and stick with it, it doesn't matter. And so, um, you know, like for everyone listening, you aren't healed by your practitioners. You have to, you know, keep going forward. And so to answer your question, I always knew like, the deeper I got into research and the deeper I would learn about nutrition and human biology and physiology, I knew that my body was supposed to be functioning optimally. I just didn't quite know how to get it there. And so all the things that I was doing and trying were just steps for me to try to reach, you know, that nourishment, that optimal health, knowing that we aren't in heaven yet and that my body is going to be um, imperfect and flawed but that doesn't mean that you can't be healthy. Like, cause then you get people on the whole other side of the spectrum. Like, well, we live in a flawed world and we'll always be sick. And I don't agree with that. So I knew that I should be nourished and I knew that yeah, I should. There, I know healthy people that have had cancer. So what's the point? Like, yeah, why even yeah, try? Like, like okay. that's what they say, right? So it's like, I know my system's supposed to function optimally and that's what kept me going. I knew deep down that I should not be eating chemicals. So, you know, organic, I'm not saying organic is an end all be all, but it's a great place to start because it does ensure you aren't getting some chemicals. And so I stuck with that. And then I knew that it didn't make sense to like take these synthetic uh, vitamins or supplements or working out and whatever. So there was these key things. Like I knew I shouldn't be drinking tap water because I don't want birth control and pharmaceuticals and radioactive waste going into my body. Like there's these basic things. And sometimes I'll be in conversation with people and I'll just say, you know, Um, some people aren't worth having a conversation with because if like, for me, I'm big on eliminating and avoiding blue light and eliminating and and avoiding, um, non-native EMF exposure. And some people are like, there's nothing to prove Mm -hmm. that 
dangerous. I'm like, that's fine if you think that deep down and innately. There's I nothing. There's disagree. not time to prove that it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I disagree. And they're like, yeah. well, what about the sun? The sun has EMF. I'm like, the sun is a natural. Your like Bluetooth earbuds are not. And so you are not going to convince me that mm-hmm. I should be wearing those or that they're not harmful because we don't know. And like you said, we're just a generation of guinea pigs. And so I'm very like stick to my guns kind of person and I'm not easily persuaded. So you could bring whoever to me and they're like trying to like, well, look at this study, this study, this study, this doesn't matter. This is a fluke. I'm like, okay, well, if we didn't have science and we only had our brains, I would still make this decision. And so, you know, I had those basic pillars of purity of water and food. And then like, I've always been really passionate. Well, once learning, I was really passionate about um, shortening the chain between me and the farmer, like the food, where's my food coming from? So there were these basic pillars and don't get me wrong. There were times where I was discouraged, like, okay, screw fasting. Like this doesn't make sense. And screw keto. This doesn't make sense. Like I tried all of those things. Um, But to me, it was like, even though I was still feeling sick and I was still like not well, not healthy. And people would be like, well, why are you wasting your time doing all this? You're clearly struggling. Like, why not just eat the fast food or whatever? I'm like, Mm. because it doesn't make sense to me. I don't really care. I'd rather feel sick for the rest of my life and be eating what seems right to me than to just like throw in the towel. And that's the thing is with what I try to teach people is, is like simplifying and understanding so they can make those same decisions, like to know well, it doesn't make sense for me to eat McDonald's. Like that's not food. And I don't believe in junk food. I believe there's junk and I believe there's food. And so, you know, it's, you just have to build a foundation for yourself. What is unshakable? What are you willing to give on? And that's different for every person. Mm -hmm. So agree with you. As I always tell people, I'm like, it's not that here's the here's where we have the upper hand sometimes is it's not that um I'm never gonna touch this this or this right I have my my non-negotiables like for me gluten does not serve me well in mm-hmm. most of its existence and how it is processed right now um blah 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 right so I have like some of my non-negotiables that work for me um but then it's it, it's not perfect but the difference is is I have a thorough understanding yes. of what is in this stuff of what it does to the body of what it does and does not support. So therefore I'm making a, I can make a conscious decision and you'd be surprised when you're so educated about something. If you still choose to, you know, binge out on sugar that night um, when you know that that insulin spike could be, um, you know, just detrimental to so many things in your body, even if it is just one night, like when you really understand what the body's going through, almost feels scary a little bit or like binge drinking or something like that, right? When you like thoroughly research kind of what happens in the body, you're like, oh, like it just feels a lot different yeah, than mindlessly doing it. it. it so it doesn't mean we're perfect, but yeah. understanding. Yeah, it's definitely a sense of freedom because people are like, isn't that restricting? You know, my- no. Yes. I, I, and that's what I think is funny too, is we're like, you know, restriction, I would say restriction is in the intention behind why you do it. So if you're restricting, you know, calories and food because you feel fat and you don't like yourself and like, then not like that's abusive restriction, no matter what you are not eating, no matter how healthy maybe you are eating, that's an abusive behavior. But if your intention is to empower and restore the body 
I always, I always uh, connected, like I always say, imagine your kids. So you, you totally get this now. You've got this baby, right? We don't just go throw crap at our kids. Later on, a lot of us fall out the wagon in certain ways, right? But initially it's like, you know, a lot of us are trying to breastfeed. We're thinking, you know, we don't, eat this or take that or do whatever when we're pregnant. And then baby starts on foods and we're pureeing organic sweet potatoes. And we're, you know what I mean? Like, we're not just like, eh, just let them eat whatever. Like, no, we're like, we take it very seriously because it's our child. You know, we care about the health of their body and the development. So that is us too. So, so, so when sometimes what is perceived as restriction, if it's eliminating things that are actually abusing our body, causing harm to our body, causing suffering in our life and our in our physical self, mental, emotional, and everything, then that's actually a form of self-care. It's all in the perspective and the intention behind where we're doing that. it. I love that. Yeah. It's it's not restricting. And we can it's facilitate that as coaches. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you're, you've done so awesome with all this. And I just like, you know, like I said, kudos to sticking through, persevering through the journey. Cause w- because I coach coaches, I work with a lot of coaches. And so their journey, healing is never linear. I mean, I think I might say that on every episode, the process yeah. of growth, like life is never linear, right? Marriage, never <laughs> linear. <laughs> Parenting won't be linear either. <laughs> Yeah, nothing. There's ups and downs, but you know, but but we have to have a safe space and feel comfortable in that process. You mm-hmm. know, especially as health professionals and stuff. Like we need it too. And if we don't feel like we can be real about some of that stuff, then we can shy away when we're when we're not doing good. So it's really cool that you were, you know, still actively participating and advocating for health and wellness, even when you weren't getting all of the results that you were aiming for yeah you know but you kept yeah. going with it and so yeah, I was passionate about it even though it was weird because that's why I say like you know I mm-hmm. understood it and I knew I knew what I where I would be eventually and so it made it easy to advocate for it and I had mm-hmm. followers and clients that were healing better and faster than I was but I just yeah I was just like this mm-hmm. is right you know this is right to nourish and and so it just became a non-negotiable Do you have a desire for fulfillment? Does helping people tap into their own health mentally, emotionally, and physically fire you up? Do you believe in the impact of the gut microbiome on overall wellness? You may be an HWCA coach. For more info on our cutting edge health coach trainings, visit hwcacoach.com. Do you see more and more people? Because I'm sure... I know that I see and I see it, you know, in the coaches and and the people they've been working with, but hormonal issues, especially among women are just rampant, just rampantly. I mean, they are increasing so dramatically. Like, I mean, it's insane. Yeah. It's really terrible. Every single, so that's what I folk. That's my, you know, specialty is hormones because that's what I mostly dealt with. And every single person, mostly that I come into contact with in the world, like in life has a hormonal issue, but 100% of my clients of my course students of my Instagram followers are dealing with hormonal issues, whether it be like low temperatures, whether it be thyroid, whether it be infertility, PCOS, endometriosis, um, you know, more obscure manifestations of it, but everyone's dealing with hormone balance. And if you look at, you know, the world and the, um, 
agendas of all the things. It's all targeting hormones in our endocrine systems from boys to girls. So it's like Mm -hmm. you target the, you target the endocrine Mm -hmm. system. And I mean, the body's going down. Like there's no more, there's no more balance. There's no more homeostasis. There's no more like future life after that. Like if you're, if your endocrine system is compromised, from a, from a textbook perspective, like there's no more pregnancy, there's no more, you know, babies after that and babies after that. So, it, and if there are, there's mental retardation and there's deformities and there's imbalances and, and deficiencies. So yeah, it's a, it's the mm-hmm. real, um, like epidemic is <laughs> the hormone imbalance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so like, and I'm outspoken that my passion is mental health and everything is interconnected. Like we know that in holistic health, like there's nothing that's not connected and, and intertwined in everything else, but mental health and hormones are like twinsies, like together. Like they're just the, the mental health that, um, what poor states do to the body and the endocrine system. And then what, uh, a disrupted, um, hormonally imbalanced body does results in mental health is just, is so, so strong that we see it all the time. There's that, there's that guy. There's that guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And so it's like, I mean, that's one thing that I think we have to pay a lot of attention to is the fact that when mental health is a symptom, you know, and it it can be a symptom of also, you know, uh, emotional trauma. And I mean, there's, there's many things if you can understand it clearly, but it's a symptom. So again, we need to stop just band-aiding all the yes. symptoms. You know, I mean, if I had a, if I had a, I can't believe how often these girls are struggling with awful periods or mental health or skin problems and they're put on birth control. Oh, me. You know, like, uh, like this is not, yes, right? And we're seeing like the links to so much um, functional health fall, you know, wellness fallout because of this dependency on birth control. And then we're seeing issues with fertility and hormonal imbalance and gut issues because just being on those are going to degrade the homeostasis of the ecosystem, you know? So yeah, yeah it's really an unfortunate misunderstanding, you know? And if this is the authority that tells us this, this is how we handle these things, then, you know, what are people to do? Um, yeah. You know, what do you recommend pe- people do? Like, what would, what would your biggest recommendation be for those who are struggling with stuff, but they're confused kind of on what route they should go? Yeah. I, so my number one recommendation is, is, I mean, usually emotional work in the sense of like removing yourself from the victim scarcity mindset. It's really hard to do healing in that mindset mm-hmm. and you know, whether, whatever, whatever that is, like whether you're doing EFT or you're doing counseling, trapped emotions, whatever, some kind of work um, that, that works alongside with the other things I'm going to recommend. But I always recommend that um, people understand, like you said, that just because, you know, the authorities have said something is the way to do it or is normal um, it's not, it's, it's really common that everyone has a bad period and everyone has like anxiety or ha- deals with like mental illness, whether that's depression or, you know, whatever, but that's not normal. And so identifying mm-hmm. first, like, okay, you know, I actually have some stuff going on that I need to address. And so then I, 
recommend that people get, you know, normally once you've identified those things, you can now go get some tests done. Tests are not essential, but they are helpful. And so Mm -hmm. like a more affordable test is the HTMA. And so I use that a lot in my practice, the hair tissue mineral analysis. Mm -hmm. And that's showing mineral status Mm -hmm. and heavy metal status in the body. And how's your body oxidizing? So your metabolic rate and, you know, are you, are you wasting through minerals rapidly or are you preserving them? So are you stuck in parasympathetic or are you stuck in sympathetic dominance, whatever. And then another test mm-hmm. is the full Monty panel, which is, it's an iron panel, but it shows more than just that. It shows active and storage D and retinol, zinc, copper. Um, there's a ton of markers on there. And so those are the two most common tests I use in my practice alongside, you know, gut tests or whatever, mm-hmm. but there's a million tests you could do, but a, a pretty basic one that will show you what's going on in the body. That's affordable is the HTMA and it's easy to do. You do it at home. It doesn't require a blood draw or mm-hmm. anything. So, you know, now you have that and whether you have that test or not, uh, just noticing symptoms of depletion. Like, are you anxious? Is your hair falling out? Are you holding on to water weight? Um, how's your digestion? Are you pooping regularly? How's your poop? How does your like skin look? How are your nails? Like just these visual indicators and also like the physical, like feeling indicators of health and vitality. So making, doing a self-assessment, Because then if you go like portion by portion of the body, you might be like, oh, like you'll, you'll think of things that you wouldn't normally think of because it's hard to think of symptoms when you don't know that Mm -hmm. those symptoms are not. Totally. (laughs) So like a lot of women, they won't know that really. And they're not causing you the most grief. Yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of women don't know that, like if your lips are thinning and your nails are thinning, like that's your health degrading. Like those are just simple, you know, things that we can look at and checking your body temperature and checking your pulse and, and how are you reacting? Do you have racing heart after certain things? Or if somebody cuts you off in traffic, how long does it take you to like rebound or or do you remain like all stressed out for several hours after like, is the body resilient or not? And so once we've, you know, taken note of all of these Mm -hmm. things, we see that, okay, there's this function in the body what can we do now? And so that's when I start having people really focus on the basic of like nourishing, getting enough food, because I see this huge issue with almost all of my clients under eating. Like a lot of them are coming to me eating literally like a thousand calories a day or 1500 calories a day. And I'm like, just as like a normal functioning mom, you're burning like 3000 calories a day, 2,500 calories a day. And so, you know, if you're chronically under eating, people would be like, well, I'm gaining weight. So I'm not under eating. I'm like, that's not how it works. We're not like a calories in calories out kind of like probably impairing your thyroid function. Yes. You're under eating. Now your adrenals, you know, are jacked Mm -hmm. up. Your thyroid is impaired. Your, you know, your body's stuck in like, help me Mm -hmm. like preservation. And so you're gaining weight that you can't get rid of. And now, you know, toxins are being stored in the fat cells and different things like that. But so getting enough food, so eating enough, like for you, like as an adult human being, and then, um, every bite is Mm -hmm. nutrient density. So eating for nutrients, because we have to eat that way in order to be well these days. Because like I said, the soil is depleted, the air is riddled with toxins, the water is depleted. And so like for me, whatever goes in my mouth, is this nourishing me? And like, sometimes like I'll make a sourdough 
like a long ferment sourdough cookie and I'll eat that. And I'm like, is this nourishing me? And it is because it's like supporting my gut microbiome. But am I going to go eat like a whoopie pie? No, that's not nourishing me. And so it's, you know, the question of minerals. <laughs> is the water you're drinking full of minerals or is the water you're drinking actually dehydrating you more because there's no minerals in it? Or, you know, the meat that you're eating, is it filled mm-hmm. with antibiotics and is it filled with hormones and is it cured like with nitrates and nitrites and, you know, glyphosate. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So just the question of like, mm-hmm. okay, eating for nutrient density and that will do a lot for people. I mean, if you're eating for nutrient density, you don't have a lot of room left in your diet for other things, you know, that aren't nutrient dense. Cause you're going to be fed. It's kind of like crowding out without. Yeah. You're crowding, you're crowding out without like OCD and other on, things. You don't have room you for know, it. What I can and can't eat. Yeah. 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 And so it's like, it's that, like power food. You're just going for. Yeah. That and then minerals. So yeah, you know, like a lot of things we can get from foods, but a lot of things we can't get from foods anymore. Like magnesium is one of them. I don't think there's enough magnesium in the soil anymore, unless you've like regenerated your soil and you've really nurtured it and you've tested it and you know, like there's likely not enough magnesium. So, you know, we sometimes have to supplement things and, and I'm always a food first approach, but normally with clients, I'll have them do like a topical magnesium Mm -hmm. spray or an Epsom salt bath first. So still we're not trying to swallow tons of supplements, Mm -hmm. but really focusing in and honing in on those minerals has been, I mean, that was the game changer for me. That's when I got pregnant. And that's what I see. You know, I had a client that was infertile, like they've been married for 10 years. They couldn't get married for 10 years. And after six months of implementing these things, she gets pregnant. So I know they work and I know it works Mm -hmm. too you know, remineralize the body. I think, I think it's like, you know, we had the whole DDT thing and we have like whole Rachel Carson era and all that. But now it's like, we like remineralization. Are we ever, are we going to get there in time? That's kind of the question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. And how cool for you to be on the other end of that. So yeah. it's like that because you stuck with, your instinct and I guess your your faith that um your your body was capable of restoration that it was that everything was data I know that's one thing you know one of my one of my uh, interviewees said is you know he's he just started taking notes all the time so even though he still felt like hell so often he was he had to grab the data like there was little nuggets of data and he had to just keep going and taking the data and eventually that data added up to big stuff it led led him to a place of really overcoming something that wow. almost took his life wow. and you know so your data that you stuck out you know like there's like currently she's you know you guys won't see this on the podcast but you know she's nursing her baby boy and you know that's after 4 years of you know, trying to get pregnant to no avail at a very young age, you know, and with the things you went through with RA and all that early on, um, clearly a lot of doctors and stuff would have probably deemed you fairly infertile for life and probably yeah. stamped you with that. Yeah. Um, and they did, you know, with that, that outcome. They did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> touche, touche, but, you yeah. know, we are capable of doing these kind of things. And even though there's sympathy for people, you know, that's not everyone gets the same, the same ending story, yeah. you know, um, 
<clears throat> but there's a lot more of it than I think we're led to believe. And kudos to you for not quitting the journey. So how has it changed? Like, you know, you do what you do for a living. At what point did you know that this is, you really wanted to give from what you had experienced? Yeah, I mean, so just the heartache, you know, the agony and the confusion and frustration that I went through. I'm like, how can I help women? You know, and I, and I started even before I was healed because I was, you know, finding nuggets along the way. And so people were following my healing journey and taking mm-hmm. advice from like a healing person, but whatever, that was their choice. But now like I healed and it was like, mm-hmm. once I got pregnant with my little boy, that's really when my business just really flipped and took off because people were like, Oh my gosh, like she did it. Like this, something she did is actually mm-hmm. working. Like they saw me mm-hmm. suffering for all these years. And I just mm-hmm. knew that I didn't want any woman, you know, to have to go through what I did, the length I had to, the confusion, the questions, the looking for doctors. I didn't want anyone to have to do that. And so, you know, if I can just help people on my Instagram or whatever and just, have them rethink and, and like my big thing in, in my practice and my course is like, you are not broken. And literally women will come to me like, yeah, you know, I thought I would get better, but I, I truly did not think I would ever get pregnant. Like I, I thought I was broken and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. you're not. And, mm-hmm. and like you said, everyone's story, their mm-hmm. ending is different, but for the most part, like, unless there's some kind of like physical issue like of no ovaries or something like these women get pregnant and they heal. And I just wanted everyone to know that they don't have to like be just a part of the system, this broken system that is pushing pharmaceuticals and telling everyone they're deemed like sick and unwell and like screwed basically. Like that's not true. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and to, you know, like empathize with that, you know, infertility looks different for different people too. Like I remember, you know, for me, it was only a year of not being able to get pregnant, but that was like absolutely trying and it didn't make sense and it ruins your life. Like, I mean, cause you just wait so much. It just really can consume so much of your thoughts mm-hmm. and focus. Cause especially if you want a baby, like you have this innate, like, you know, drive, you know, we kind of were born, most, most of us are born to like need that um, in one, one form or another. And then when you decide you want that and you can't have it and it's such a long drawn out process all the time, so painful. And, you know, I remember I went through, I've had two, maybe there probably three miscarriages, two, two very obvious, you know, intense miscarriages. And the first one was only at six weeks, but the se- the second one was like into the 10th week. And that was physically so much harder, the second one. But the second one was after, it was in between my two boys. The first one was my first ever really known pregnancy. And even though that was only six weeks, you know, it was, it was, it was sooner, it was all that. That one was so much more mentally and emotionally hard for me. It was devastating for me. I didn't even tell people. My husband at the time was the only one who knew. It was so devastating for me because the loss of the expectation. I wanted a baby so bad. It was a year of of trying. I find, you know, and I finally get pregnant and then boom. And it and it only took two weeks. I mean, shoot, it would only take 20 minutes of thinking you're pregnant and then having it taken away from you to, you know, just just drop you. And yeah. so there's and there's people who are going through you know, miscarried, maybe they get pregnant, but they, they go through a lot of loss because the vessel, 
you know, it's just, it's not functioning right. So there is, you know, we do have a vessel to do, you know, to do the job and we can improve its ability to do those things too, or at least do the best that we can. So, well, Ash, um, what, so tell people, you know, on that note, okay. Uh, how do, how do we find you? If someone wants to work with you, if they're, what kind of resources, like what kind of things are you, do you offer um, for women that need that? Like, you know, community um, resources, education, coaching, like what kind of stuff are you doing and where can they find you? Yeah, I'm all over the web. So I have, I always try to point people first to my freebies. They're packed with information. You know, you give me your email, you get the freebie. That's how freebies work. And so I have one on minerals mm-hmm. and it's just full. It's like amazing information. So I always point people to that freebie and we can link that specific one if you want. It's called Minerals Matter. Um, I work one-on-one with clients. So I have a private practice and I also have my course, Bare Naked Hormones, which is my labor of love. And I made it while I was pregnant and launched it right before my baby was born and that's been incredible. We have an amazing, you know, group of students and Facebook group and all of that. And, um, have an ebook, you know, just lots of information. The Instagram is full of information. You could just take a notebook and set a 15 minute timer and go through there and grab all sorts of golden nuggets and, you know, implement those changes. But yeah, basically with anything I provide, I, I mean, I would rather someone not see my information if they're not going to implement it. So anything you see, I, you know, I really, really want you to promise me that you're going to implement it and that you'll at least take one of the things you learn and implement it. Because if we just have all of this knowledge fermenting in our minds, it's doing nothing other than uh, probably like making us worse than we were before. So, uh, you know, take that mm-hmm. information, do something mm-hmm. with it. Overwhelm. You do. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Apply. Application. Application. Please. That's why I always tell the students, I'm like, learn this chunk. Don't race through the whole course. Take this chunk and then go apply it somewhere. Go apply it. Go teach it. Go share it. Go apply it. (laughs) That's what makes you a good coach. You don't just want to be a good student. You need to be a good doer. (laughs) So amazing, Ashley. And I'm congratulations on that little boy. Thank you for uh, persevering through your journey so that you can contribute to so many other people. I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. Um, and you guys can find her at simplistic.org. I'm going to spell it for you. It is S-I-M-P-L-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C dot O-R-G. And thank you, Ashley, for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us for another empowering episode of Buddha Belly Life. For more information on gut health and mindset resources, visit BuddhaBellyLife.com. And remember, heal yourself and then empower others to do the same.